Hello and welcome to week five of the Life in Quarantine podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Ian. Quarantined as usual. <laughs> Did you like well, that? I mean, we're really not. I mean, it's it's. I mean, we said it on the show too. It's we're not. We are not as we quarantined aren't. as other people. But um, you know, we're we're still trying to do our our civic duty as far as you know the show goes. Social isolation and all yeah. that stuff. And yeah, whenever we're not at work, we're right socially isolating for the most part. Yeah. Um, I do need to, I, I can't fully take credit for the name. That's, uh, Mike, Mike Carrera, who is the lead singer of MXPX. He does a, uh, Friday, uh, every Friday he does a live stream. Yeah. And that's he, life in quarantine is what he calls his life, his live stream. I thought it was a, uh, a perfect name for our show since, uh, our show's life in general. So, right. Well, and he kind of got the name sort of, kind of sort of from a song by written by him. So. Well, it, well, life in general is an MXPX album, but I, I didn't really get the name from that. I think it's just kind of a coincidence, but mm. at least, it, it, at least it was subconscious. I didn't like intentionally right. name it after the album. Right. Well, I mean, coincidentally, I was planning on starting a podcast called thick as a podcast, but that would be totally <laughs> coincidental too. You dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey gotta give you shit i don't i actually don't see you as often even though we work together i haven't seen you i th- we worked together the other day but other than that i really haven't seen you that much so yeah i uh I'm, i work kind of a goofy schedule yeah i don't i don't have kind of the normal schedule like the right like the rest of my department does or but yeah uh, you're you're one of only a handful that work that that shift well that and i don't work like there's certain days of the week I can't work because of school and things like that. So, and plus yeah. Ian, works, Ian works an extra day a week than I do. So yep, he, he doesn't get to work the, the fun three days a week shift. No. And which, you know, I mean, it sounds stupid. I don't, I prefer working the four days just cause I don't want to have to work three twelves. I hate fucking 12 hour shifts. Man. Eh, 12 hour shifts. I, I mean, I still, I'm you, doing you get two used as to it. it is. Yeah. I'm still two as it is, but I fucking hate them. I don't get yeah, any sleep, especially uh, you, when they're back to back. I don't get any. Sleep. You get used to it. When I get when I work eight hours, I can at least get some fucking sleep, yeah. even if they're back to back. So, so we're gonna talk. So this is the first episode of the month, and we typically do our vinyl record episode, but because everything is kind of going on, I we kind of have set aside that till after this whole pandemic is over and everyone's right. kind of back to normal and. uh but I, we we still gonna we're still gonna talk music. It's something we we both still like, and it's uh it's a big part of my life. Music is at least. But uh, yeah. So we're, we're, I probably so listen to more music than I watch movies on TV. To be honest with you. Yeah, I probably do too. So we're gonna talk about how the COVID pandemic has affected the record industry. But before we get into that, I do want to kind of talk a little bit about the the protests this past week in, in Lansing, Michigan against the, uh, there's what thousands. I don't know. Did you hear a, a, a number of how many people they no. estimated to be out there? I know it was, it was quite a few. I don't know if it was thousands or what, but so they're protesting the stay at home orders put in place by the governor to basically to, to reduce COVID exposure rates in, in, in the state of Michigan. And, uh, they're basically protesting because they want everything open back up. They want to go back to work, which I understand, you know, there's, thousands of ten, ten, tens of thousands of people that in the state of Michigan that have had their whole lives turned upside down by this. Right. And, uh, and, and, and are in a position to possibly lose 
their home, everything. And uh, but they you know, think so, they're so, going about it the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. I, I think they're kind of, but I think it's also kind of sheds a light on the on the inadequacies of our government. And well, and that, and I think it really, if you really look at it, you don't even have to look too deep, but you really can see a white privilege at work too. Oh yeah, that was the one thing I kind of, I, I kind of. There, there's one video that I don't, I don't even remember who it was. Somebody on Facebook posted the video. I don't remember if it was uh, from an individual or if it's from a news source. But they posted this video. There's so the house was in session, mm-hmm. and you've got all these like armed people, armed protesters in the in, in the Capitol building, protesting, and they've got Michigan State Police lined up on the by the entrance going into the house chamber and so you got all these angry protesters out there like yelling and and trying to get past the police and someone from off to the side in the video you could hear them yell blue lives matter and then you got this guy down in the front yells back blue lives don't matter which i found really interesting so is it only blue lives is, is it blue lives only matter when when black people are trying to get equality Right. Yeah. Blue lives matter when it comes to um, how, how black people are arrested more than, you know, equality, just how they're arrested. But here's the thing though. If you had a group of, of black men storm the Capitol building with guns, it doesn't end peacefully. No, you'd have the national guard there. You'd have tear gas, you'd have riot gear, everything. Um, And that being said, I mean, look how many people were carrying automatic weapons they were carrying like well I don't, I, I don't know if they're automatic weapons they're more than like because you have to have a permit they to, were to, they were semi-automatic weapons but. whatever they were they look like machine guns to me i'm i don't know guns that well i mean they look like fucking machine guns to me they look like military grade machine guns by the way canada just yesterday i think or day before just banned uh I saw assault, assault style weapons in in their country but yeah um, but yeah, I, I, mean, I, I know I'm kind of just taking the words of like one moron to make a point. I mean, I still think it's a valid point. Right. It's, you're right. It don't, was, don't it take was, my word for it, Nick. What's that? <laughs> you said you're taking the word of one moron. I said, don't take my oh, word for it. Touche. <laughs> touche. It's not funny if I have to explain Ian, it, but okay. Ian's poor, Ian's poor attempt at humor. Normally it's my poor attempt, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely like the biggest display of white privilege that you can see. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but like I said, I, I think they, they're, I, I understand and I empathize with a lot of people's issues with what's going on, but I think that they're, it's, it's misplaced anger. You know, you're, you, you're directing your anger towards an individual who is, for most accounts doing the exact same thing that every other governor in the Midwest is doing to right. try to prevent this pandemic from getting even worse. Right. What your anger should be directed towards is the, you know, the, the federal government, I guess, and to a certain extent, the state uh, on a state level also who for the past 40 years has pandered to multinational corporations and large corporations in, inside the United States and have basically screwed the, the citizens of this country and have, you know, they, they've neglected to build a strong safety net to help these people out that need help during this, this, these, you know, th- this, this kind of event. 
Well, not only have they neglected to to build a strong safety net, they've weakened the safety net that we already had. Yeah. In many Absolutely. ways. I mean, that's, that's the Republican platform is to uh, eliminate basically anything that was ever put into, into effect through the new, new deal or as yeah. a result of the new deal. Or they've been, they've been challenging that. that, right. They've been challenging that for 80 fucking years. Yeah. Um, and, but see, here's the problem. The vast majority, and I'm, I'm, I'm granted, I'm, I'm generalizing, but based on the, the videos I've seen, the pictures I've seen, and I do have to take into account that I'm only seeing what people are showing me. Um, there was a lot of MAGA hats. There were a lot of Trump oh, yeah. 2020. It was definitely so, a Trump rally. So they're it not, they're not going to challenge the federal government because if they challenge the federal government, they have to acknowledge that they're, it's their president, yeah. their guy who's um, at the heart of that, of that problem. But it is, it all comes down to the federal government because he keeps trying to throw it all back on the States. Yeah. But the whole point of us having a federal government is to protect us from stuff like this. Yes. And he's not doing his fucking job. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he keeps he keeps throwing it um, down to, to to the state level. And well, it just, no, he it doesn't make any sense. He's uh, he's openly encouraging these kind of uh, of these demonstrations. Yeah. Oh, well, of course, because he's uh, sorry. I, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was like, you got really spin on my camera. Yeah, I think I spit <laughs> on my camera. Um, but uh, yeah, he's encouraging it. He's through his his angry tweets. That's what everyone calls them, angry tweets. They're just yeah. tweets. They're him being him doing his thing. But he he, you know why he's doing it? He's because if this had been a Republican governor, first of all, this wouldn't have happened. You know, That's take everything yeah, else to we, account. We did say that a couple of weeks ago on the show, but there have been protests in not Ohio. Like, not like not, this, though. Uh, no, they're not like this. They're not at all like that. But they ha- there have been protests, but obviously not to this level. They're not hanging uh, um, you know, dolls for Mike DeWine in, in Ohio. Right, right. And to be fair, that was that's a small amount. But oh, of course. I think they're – their aggression is is magnified because it's a uh a democrat yeah oh yeah i've definitely i've definitely noticed that on social media the gretchen hitler is really caught on and that's kind of the yeah name. i'm i'm even hearing people at work refer to her as that so jesus christ i'm yeah. amazed considering well, he doesn't have work. anything to do with that but Considering where we work, I'm amazed at how conservative a lot of our coworkers are. Well, you know, half the states uh, is, is like that. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I don't know. But going well, back to going back to the kind of the inadequacies of the of the government. I mean, I I personally know people who at least a couple people that have filed for unemployment, and they're still waiting to receive money. Now, granted, right. I don't really, I don't know their situation i don't know if there's been delays in the process if they didn't correctly fill everything out or submit everything like they were supposed to i don't know that side of it i just know that they're still waiting to receive money yeah well there is there's a backlog i mean that they've they've talked about that on the on the news um a lot about the unemployment because they just the unemployment whoever handles the department whoever handles that just can't handle the 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 load that keeps coming in because it's you know hundreds of thousands more every week on top of what they're already processing yeah or tens of thousands more every week on top of whatever they're processing so it's uh it's interesting though because we we have an example just to the north of us in canada where you get it's the complete opposite happening right you've got you've got a federal government that is providing 
for the basic needs of, of its of its citizens who said that no one's going to lose their house no one's going to go hungry during this mm-hmm. pandemic that the the federal government's going to step in and help out where they need to right and oh yeah that's not going to happen here no it's not going to and, and the funny thing is like as much as as you know five months ago six months ago i thought Andrew Yang's universal basic income was his, his idea or his plan was kind of like a, just a, like a political ploy to get his name out there. I think we're now at the point where it's actually gained quite a bit of traction, even right. on the Republican side of the aisle to, right. to at least have that kind of conversation. And I think it's something that we should probably look, look more at going forward right. is some kind of, is some kind of basic income. Right. Yeah. And I mean, a thousand dollars a month is what Yang had proposed. I mean, that's not enough to live on, but it's no, it's enough to to pad lower income for sure. How, how about this? It, it, and it, you just have to tax it. It has to be taxed with income, though. Otherwise, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, it only it only works. To, it only works um, helps the financial sector. It doesn't have, help the overall. Yeah. You know? Look at it this way, though: is if you provide some kind of basic income you can probably get rid of or you can probably end the food stamps program snap I mean, all, all those all those programs that we have in place there's you know dozens of different programs in place to help the poor and needy which mm-hmm. you can probably replace all those programs with one program and probably do it for cheaper obviously do it for cheaper because you've got less overhead right right yeah i don't know i'd um I mean, we've, we've talked about this. There, there was that, and it's still, it's still in there. No, no one's shot it down yet completely. They're still debating it, but the bill to uh, send every American $2,000 a month for six months up to a year. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've got mixed emotions about it. Cause you know, hell it'll help. It hurt. It doesn't hurt anybody to get. $2, I, I just don't know if, first of all, the Republicans aren't going to go for it or Mitch McConnell's not going to go for it. Mitch McConnell won't, but. It doesn't if, matter. I mean, he, if there's enough people on his side who are going to vote for it, it doesn't matter what he says. No. But, and if, the thing is, if Trump has kind of been on both sides of it, he's right. kind of come out in favor of it, and he's also kind of come out against it also. So I guess if if, if you can get him on board, then It'll McConnell, the McConnell's going to do it. But here's right. the thing. I was, ta- I was talking to somebody at work about this last night, and there are they're a, a what I would consider a kind of middle-of-the-road Republican. They mm-hmm. consider themselves a Republican. They're not a big fan of Trump, but they still vote for ma- mainly Republicans. And we were talking about this $2,000 a month issue. And what the person was, their concern was, well, you know, you're going to give this money out, but it's not really going to do anything. Yeah, it's going to help people right now. What's it going to do for the economy? And my response was- spend it. Gonna- that's exactly it. That's because you're talking about people that, you know, I'm, I'm in a higher tax bracket than a lot of other people mm-hmm. and I would get quite a bit of money a month. I necessarily, you know, you're right. I don't need it. I probably don't right. need it. I, I don't, but what am I, what am I going to do with that money? I'm going to turn it on and spend it and I'm going right. to spend it in the economy. And I'm not the only person that's going to do that. There's thousands of people out there. that are going to do the exact same thing. I know people that well, work that as soon as they got that 1200 bucks, it was gone. And that's what you right. want. That's what you want in the economy. You want people to spend that money because the, the issue with giving the top 10% a tax break is they tend to sit on that money. 
And that's right. what hurts the economy. You want people to be out there spending the money. That's why you said, you know, yes. Does everyone need the money? Absolutely not. But the people that need the money, it's going to help them save their house. It's going to help them save their cars. It's going to help them be able to feed their, their family. The people that don't necessarily need it are going to spend it also for the most part. Yeah, and, that's, and, that, down, and, and that's really going to build the economy back up, absolutely. which is what we need. Yeah, trickle-down economics has been, has been, used, it's a it's been utilized. Myth. It's a myth. It doesn't work. Um, but every model shows trickle-up economics works because when it's, when it's been put into place, it fucking works. It does. So why not just do that? It fucking I works. So I don't that's, know why they fight it so much because they just want more money. Is it just greed? Is that all it is? I, yeah, I don't know. But I think the, the, the Democrats need to do a better job at constructing the, constructing the argument in a way that can help Republicans get on board with it. Right. Like I said earlier, if you're able to talk about, like, same with universal basic income, if you're able to say, look, we could do this and then get rid of all these other programs that they fucking hate. Right. Why the don't problem we? is in their mind, they'll probably see it as exactly the same thing. But if, but if you're able to, if they're able to sell, you've got to give Republicans to get on board. I'm not talking about Republicans in our country. I'm talking about Republicans in Washington. You've right. got to give them something that they could turn around and sell back to their constituents as helping the country, right. but still staying with their values and getting rid of, of waste and bureaucracy. Right. If they can say, look, we're going we're gonna to streamline all these, you know, six or eight different programs, whatever it is, into one program and do it for less. And I think and for that'd everybody. Be so, and and for help everybody. everybody, yeah. And I think that's something that, that they could sell back to their, to their, their voters and, and help them. And they, you could get them on board with something like that. But to, yeah, but the, the real problem the, is they have to sell it to their donors more than they have to sell it to their No, the real problem is you get people like AOC that want to go out there and bump their gums and, and stir up shit and then nothing gets done. Right. Cause then, yeah, then it's just a matter of, I, I can't do this cause I, cause, cause she said she's so. Yep. Yeah. She's in favor of it. So I've got to be against it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, is going to happen even if she wasn't a blowhard, a blowhard. Cause she is, she's a fucking, blowhard. she is. I don't yeah. like her. I didn't like her to begin with. Um, I mean, I like the idea of having diversity in our, in our government, but yeah. she's, she's too much. She's too fucking much. <laughs> He needs to understand that sometimes, and, I don't, and I'm not going to say this just because she's a woman, because Nancy Pelosi's a woman, but sometimes, I don't she, like her needs, either, sometimes she needs to know when to kind of keep her mouth shut and sink to the back and let the leadership in the Democratic House step forward and kind of settle an argument right. without her intervening. Right. Well, just know her place in the hierarchy of where she's See, that's, at. She's that, a, was a fra- that was the phrase I was trying to stay away from. Know her, know her place. Well, no. In the hierarchy, <laughs> she's a junior senator. Oh, yeah. So junior she's, senator or congressman. She's not a senator. Yeah. Whatever. She's a junior congressman. Congressperson. Um, <laughs> Congresswoman. What is yeah, it? Whatever. 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 Whatever it is now. Representative. How's that? Yeah, she's a junior representative. So it's all it has more to do with her not knowing her place as a woman knowing her place is where she's at in the hierarchy of the yeah. government yeah you know well she doesn't see herself there that's that's part of the problem right and um, and to be fair i don't think she was voted in to do that but no. the problem is is that's how it works she can be vocal she can she can express her views she can vote her conscience she can 
you know, talk to her constituents the way that she's talking online, but she needs to hold it back as far as yeah, because her what position because she's going to lose yeah, it. She's gonna well, the problem is it. the problem is that some of the things she's been out saying have come back to backfire and hurt the Democratic Party. Right. As far as what they've they're because they're in constant negotiation with the Republicans in the House, in the Senate, and in the White House. Mm-hmm. as far as trying to put a package together and when you've got somebody coming out there and saying things that are hurting those those negotiations that's a problem right right yeah i mean it's it's i mean it's, it would be like a trying to negotiate the end of a war but you got some you know captain and some shooting you know <laughs> breaking ceasefires and shit it just doesn't it it, it, it it's counterproductive to the whole yeah yeah process. it's almost like it's almost like having a war going on and having the president go out there and negotiate an end to that war and then have Richard Nixon come in the back door and make an agreement with South Vietnam <laughs> to not end the war and extend Vietnam. Oh, did I go to a different direction? I'm sorry. I didn't mean. <laughs> no, that, that story sounds familiar. That sounds was there a movie familiar. about that? I think there was a movie like that. No, was there? What yeah. movie was that? I'm, I'm being facetious. It was it really, oh, well, it was like, yeah, really <laughs> I was just, I was, yeah, I was like, you know, because it happened again. I mean, in a, in a, not a war, but it happened with uh, uh, with Ray, Reagan, and, Reagan with and the Reagan. hostages. So, yeah, I know. It was yeah. the exact same thing. So basically, we need to tell AOC to stop being Republican when it comes to <laughs> sabotaging negotiations. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's. I think I don't know, and, and like the whole universal basic income thing. I, I know we've we've talked about in this show about it before, and it's. It's kind of strange that we have, you've got Canada that's been doing it for years, mm-hmm. you know, and it's strange that you're not seeing that talked about in this country. It's strange that Andrew Yang didn't talk about it either when he was running for president. What? Which I, basic that, 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 no, not, not basic income, but the Canada is, is another, I mean, maybe he did talk about it. I just never heard it, but it's. I, something I remember I, him saying something about other countries and, and adopting some of their, their policies, but I don't, yeah, I don't remember mentioning Canada specifically. Cause I think Canada is a, a perfect, I mean, they're in such close proximity to the U S I don't know. It's just no. something you think of you talked about a little more often. But the the problem, the big problem is, is that there's a, a percentage of this country who the second you even start mentioning other countries, they their 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 heckles go up and their, their you're, you're right. come on. You're right. When you start talking about Sweden and and mm-hmm. and and Germany and and those other European countries, countries with socialist socialist leanings. Yes, but when you talk, yeah. when you say when you say Canada, most people are like, oh yeah, it's kind of part of the U.S. Except yeah. for that, though. I mean, when when Canada has been mentioned about when it comes to basic universal health care, again, blinders come up, heckles go up. It, it it shuts them down because yeah. they they think oh well that's you know there's death camps and you know or death yeah. death the uh, death squads yeah uh, well, no death no it's death panels death panels death panels yeah, yeah. that was a Sarah Palin thing though yeah. fuck <laughs> if only I mean isn't it bad is it bad that I long for those days of Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman yeah I know nobody took them fucking seriously I know. Hey, I'd go back and vote for Mitt Romney right now. I mean, it's like, I mean, not, not what? No, I mean, I wish Mitt Romney was president. Was president is what I'm saying. Well, opposed to, yeah, opposed yeah. to orange, orange man. No, yeah. 
you know, the orangutan, the orangutan. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, if it's between Trump and Mitt Romney, yeah, I'm no. going to throw my vote at Mitt Romney, but, but it's funny that Mitt, Mitt Romney is like the, the, the sanity in the Republican party for the most part. Well, on on some things, he's oh, of course. He's, well, because he's still he's still, he's, still, he's, still, he's still Republican. I mean, right? He's, he's still, still not a very good person either. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know the guy. Yeah. I can't really. But anyway, well, you want to get to you want to get to our topic his, based on his per, his outward personal views and things he said. I don't I don't consider him a man of high character. So, well, however, I'm, yes, let's I'm, get to I'm our show. The exact <laughs> same way, but let's talk about the show. So yes. you know, we're we're both avid record collectors i mean i you i don't know i i had a, a record collection for a long time and then i know we've talked about it before i moved out then my parents moved and they threw all my records away and then the this dingle fritz on the screen next to me he uh <laughs> got me back into it a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and uh it's it's gotten to the point now where i mean record store day is something that i've looked forward to since last year i mean well, i mean it was uh it's a it's an interesting event and it's created to really boost small independent record stores yep and awareness of, of physical media too yeah really yeah. i mean that it's because well i mean it which is cyclical it, it helps both if you're buying physical media you're helping small business yeah. and vice versa so so when i was thinking about topics and i was like well you know with with all this covid stuff going on you know how has this affected not only the record industry but mainly the record industry but also artists in general mm-hmm. and you know and i think obviously the most the, the biggest effect is really on the on these small record stores because especially with record store day, which was supposed to be April 18th, uh, right. it was the record store day is something that all these record stores, it, it really boosts their profits for the entire year. They really rely on record store day because the amount of sales that it brings in. And uh, obviously it's something that's been, like I said, it's been pushed back to, to, well, originally it was pushed back to June 20th. And they just announced that it's, that it's actually be broken up over one day in August, one day in September, one day in October. And I guess it makes sense because the, the biggest issue right now is the kind of the broken supply chain with, with getting records. Because the, the, the processing plants were, were initially shut down there for a period of time a lot of mm-hmm. them are back up and running but they're running at 50 to 75 percent capacity and now they're trying to get through the the backlog that they've got right. sitting out there which they were already backlogged to begin with there was already yes. a delay they've been backlogged for two years right so now now throw in you know one week is might as well add another year of backlog yeah. just for one week so. but the uh with these record stores though the vinyl revival that's gone on over the last you know, eight to 10 years, a lot of these stores have brought in extra inventory. You know, they carry more stock now because of the sales that, uh, that are made. They've expanded retail space. I know mm-hmm. the Dearborn music, they've doubled their, their retail size. Right. They did last... that about five years ago. They, um, what is now their record section, which is half the store, half the store. Well, yeah, about it. Yeah, it is. Honestly, you're right. It is. That was that was a whole other storefront. Yeah. When I started going back, to, you know, because they'd moved. Uh, when I first first started going back to Dearborn Music in 2013, that wasn't there. 
Yeah. That whole, that was just where you, that was a wall. <laughs> uh, and all the records are mixed in, in the back and like maybe five or six sections. And they, they picked up a whole half of, of a storefront and they added yeah. to their, their basically made that their entire record section, which is huge. I mean, for considering, you know, back in the early two thousands, the idea of even record store record stores I know of that I would go to, I mean, they were probably, they were just selling CDs, but they were music. They were CD stores. They were dropping like flies. Yeah. You know, media play circuit city, even, even though circuit, they're, they're both of those it's, it's the physical media thing, but music was hit the first to be hit by all that. Yeah. And, uh, and then all of a sudden in, you know, in two, like I said, 2014, 2015, you've got a music store, a record store that's expanding. And now a lot of, a lot of them are doing that now too. Exactly. A lot of, a lot of them have, but the big problem is, so now you've got this loss of revenue because now they're primarily relying on mail order and curbside pickup. So a lot of these have, I mean, they've, they're, their future is definitely uncertain. Dearborn Music is going to be fine, right. but a lot of these smaller ones, I mean, they could. A lot of them are permanently going to close because yeah. of all of this. I'm sure several of them already have. Um, maybe not permanently. I know some of them have definitely closed. Um, UHF is closed. Okay, but they, the UHF and they're in uh, Royal Oak, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be fine also because they're one of the bigger. I mean, size wise, they're not a really big record store, but they're definitely popularity they're a pretty popular mm. place what about flip side is flip side still running are they, they are you know mail order probably yeah so they're uh, a lot of them are doing mail order some of them are doing curbside i will say you know to encourage everyone that's listening if you're a vinyl collector uh go out and support your your local record shops Absolutely. like i said many of them are doing free shipping online uh i know our my favorite record store dearborn music you can find them at uh, dearbornmusic.net um and they're in dearborn michigan flipside which is in Clawson, michigan you can find them at shopflipsiderecords.com uh culture class culture clash records in toledo ohio uh you can find them on uh it's uh cultureclashrecords.com there's encore records in ann arbor which is uh encore records a2.com and then um underground sounds in Ann Arbor is also uh, there's another place you can go. They're uh, ugsounds.com. So go to their websites. Because we're fairly new to the YouTube thing, can you? Are you? Do you know how to post the links to those in in our description? Yeah, yeah, I'll put them in the. I'll put, I can put them in the description for sure. So yeah, go okay. down below, <laughs> and you can find the links to the places. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> If you're, listening, to, if you're yeah, listening if you're, to this on Apple Music or whatever, you're like, "What the fuck are these guys doing?" But yeah, uh, well, if if you're, you know, we can we can put the links. I can, in, uh, I'll, I'll put the I'll, I will put the all the links in the proper show notes. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely. And you know, look, if you're in California, Florida, wherever you are, support your local your local record stores. I know that uh, uh, I was going to talk about it a little bit later, but I guess I mentioned it now. Amazon, who is one of the bigger record distributors in the united states came out just recently within the last couple of days i think and said that they are no longer shipping cds or vinyl records for the foreseeable future because mm, everything's because going the, on yeah, yeah just to because maintain the, be, their because of the shipping delays and everything um right. i mean i've i've got i've got a record that's been sitting in louisville kentucky for almost two weeks yeah. because shipping delays 
Yeah. I mean, I've been in constant conversation with the post office. That's like, they're like, Hey, I'm sorry about your, the delay, but it, I mean, there's nothing we can do until we're able to get things moved around a little more. So, right, right. Um, so they're having the same issues. Um, but yes, they're, they're, they're not shipping anything. So yeah, go out and support your, your local stores for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's true of anything really. I mean, but records, you know, their, their popularity is strong, but, you know, it's a, it's an industry that ebbs and flows anyway. And it, it's, it's, yeah. you know, we there was a period of time where you, there were no record stores. Mm-hmm. There was like a hand, maybe one or two that managed to survive the original purge of the early two thousands. But as a rule, yeah. there weren't many. And now they're stronger. They're popping up. Let's maintain this. If you, if, if you want to support that kind of thing, you want to try and maintain this. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is, you know, talking about mentioning the vinyl revival and everything else, you know who just uh, popped up again is back in business and selling vinyl records? Who's that? Tower Records. No shit. Yeah, you can go on Tower Records' website. They've got a, a bunch of, like, exclusive uh, colored vinyl and stuff you can buy, and which they're not a small <laughs> no. uh, independent record but, store. But, but as, hey, I'm, you know, you can you still support them too, I guess. But. Yeah, well, it supports it, – it's cyclical. It helps everything. But the yeah. uh, but as as an example – they're they're a big chain. They're a big, huge conglomerate, and they. I don't know about they, I don't know about now, but well, they, but back in the day, and they, you know, they all closed. All their stores closed as a yep. result of physical media kind of going away. So yeah. it, it, it's an example that it's this is an industry where it doesn't matter how big or small you are. If people aren't buying it, it's going to go away. Exactly. It always has the potential of going away. Absolutely. So. So I don't know, but um, I was going to ask you about the, the splitting up of the record store day for, yeah. for us. Is it going to be different releases released on each of those days or that? Just- yeah. So June 1st, they're going to release the list of what releases are going to be available on each day. Okay. So, so each, so they're basically going to take that list and they're going to split it into thirds. And then that's, what's going to be coming out on those days. Okay. So hopefully that, all that, the, hopefully all the shit I want is on one day. Right. Well, luckily way, for me, there's only one that I really am dying to get. Yeah. I, there's others I can pick up, but the one that the only reason I'm going is to get that one album. If yeah. I, you know, if I get other stuff, it's fine, but that's the one I want. So, yeah. There's about eight that I want. So we'll see. I'd we'll say see the likelihood of uh, the likelihood of all of them being released on the same day is very slim very slim that's yeah. all right I, I know one of the one of the eight that you want is the one that i want too so yeah so actually i think it was 12 i wanted <laughs> oh, no. every, every, every time i look at the list i'm like yeah, i could get that too right. i was looking at i was looking at a couple of nights ago because i made a list of all the stuff that i'd like to pick up and i was like well maybe i'll look on here and see like eh, maybe i don't really want to get that and i was like looking and i was like no i kind of want to get all of it <laughs> so yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm sure there's I'll, things I'll, I'll pick up if I see. I'll it. try my damnedest. Last year I was lucky; I had to go to, you know, a couple of different places, but I got everything I wanted last year. So, I did too, but I did. I didn't want anywhere near what you wanted. So, yeah. But uh, another, I, I think I got like five last year. Did you four, four, five? Yeah. Which I mean, for me, is not a yeah. lot. It's not a lot, but it's a, it was a lot at the time. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. I don't know. There was a couple of things I picked up last year that I didn't walk into the store wanting to get. It was one of those things where I was walking through and it's like, eh, shit, I might as well just grab it anyway. Right. Because there's, there's a couple of things I bought last year on Record Store Day that 
a year later, I haven't listened to it yet. So, yeah. I guess that's what happens when you have a whole lot of records. Well, I was telling you, there is, um, they weren't record store day exclusives, but the remasters of some of the Jeffrey. I'm looking over my record collection, by the way. While I'm talking about people yeah. are probably mine, like, what the fuck is he looking room. at? Mine's in another room, but um, there I went and was listening to some of my Jethro Tull records recently, and there were a few of them that were still wrapped in cellophane. I hadn't yeah. even opened them yet. Oh, geez. You know, and this is my favorite band, but it's just something that when I'm listening to vinyl, I I don't I don't really go into listening to vinyl with an idea. I want to listen to this one record. I go in and yeah. just kind of look through the collection, say see what catches my eye. Sometimes I'll grab an album, put it on, I'm like, eh, I didn't really want to listen to that, but I'll listen to it all the way through. Um, and then go back to something else. I, I try, yeah. It's more of a, I don't know if I want to say it's like a surprise or whatever, but it's just because I'm obviously picking it. But it's nice to not really go in with a plan. Just just listen to music for the joy oh, yeah. of listening to music, you know? So this is kind of what I've been doing lately. I, you don't have all your stuff on Discogs yet, do you? No, I started messing around with my list, and I, I think I screwed it up, so I have to read so it all. So I'll, I'll show you people watching it watching on, on YouTube. I don't know if you can see this or not, but if you bring up – it's Discogs. Very, very bright. Oh, that's a little bit better. Okay. If you bring up Discogs and shake it, it gives you a random record out of your collection. That's what I've oh. been doing lately. Interesting. Well, so I'll you shake it and I'll be like, that's I'll be a like, good, one to, that's a good yeah, one to listen to. Yeah, because Blunderbuss just popped up. So yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes, a lot of times if I don't have something and I want to listen to a particular, I'll just shake my phone. It's like, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Connie Crow's popped up. Let's listen to that. Yeah, see that honestly, that's obviously I'm not that random, but it's uh, that's kind of how I go with it. I don't really, like I said, when I listen, I grab. I just kind of uh, okay, grab it and then well, throw it out problem, and see what happens. My problem is, I mean, I've got over 500 records, so it's like I'll stand there for 40 minutes if I have to. Like, what do I want to listen to? Well, <laughs> and fuck, believe me, I've I'll, I've done not 40 minutes, but 10, 15 I'll flip minutes. Through at things, least. and that's why finally I was like, you know, I'm just gonna shake my phone. Right. shake your phone <laughs> <laughs> throw around spare change <laughs> skeet, skeet, motherfucker. That's, a, that's a masturbation joke if no one caught that <laughs> <laughs> you already there Ian? <laughs> yeah I, I choked on my coffee i'm sorry you, you choked on something um yeah. but uh god i don't remember where the hell i was going now uh shaking um, your phone to pick something out Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's there's other aspects of this that's kind of affected musicians in other ways too. The uh, and I think the biggest one for them is this you know multi billion dollar concert industry apparatus that dried up in two days. I mean, right. The all the biggest concert promoters within like forty eight hours canceled all their tours for basically the entire year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still some open. I mean, we're, we're scheduled to go to one in August that has not canceled yet. I'm not holding my breath. You know, I'm not uh, either. I'm not either, but, uh, and quite honestly that, that, um, I'm going to put it, that money right back into the musical system. Cause if we get, get our, our money refunded. Oh, then we'll refund it. Cause it's not going to be canceled. The they're going to, they'll postpone it till next year. Cause that's, I had, yeah. I was, I was supposed to see, um, Roger Waters in July yeah. and he, he postponed his tour until next year. Um, so I think I could have had an option just to refund my money, but I'm like, fuck mm -hmm. it, I'm, I'll just hold on to the ticket. Yeah, and hope he doesn't die before then. Well, if he dies, then I can get my money refunded to me. Yeah. Because then the concert's canceled. <laughs> right. Not just postponed. Unless, unless they're <laughs> like, 
Here's problem here's, up. Here, here's, his, here's his corpse. There you go. Put a microphone in front of him. Let's see if anything comes out. There's a few artists that, that might improve. If they go. Not not Roger Waters, but you know, there's a few but, other uh, I think a, a dead version would be better. But a lot of a lot of the artists, you know, they really heavily rely on concerts not only for ticket sales because they get a lot of the money from that but also for merchandise because they really make very little to nothing off of streaming a very few artists in the world make really anything off of streaming you've got to have millions and millions of streams to really make right. anything i mean there's still it's still an income but it's 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 pennies it's, it's minuscule pennies. yeah it's fractions of pennies per play right but added up over the course of a month an artist might make 10 bucks I mean, we're, it's not, we're not talking millions. I'm not, I know that's, that's, but that's, that's why I'm saying it's, it's, pennies. But that's, it's pennies. Yeah. That's, but that's so why pennies. they rely so heavily on concerts. That's why would you, that's why the prices of, of concerts have really skyrocketed over the last couple of years because they've, they've realized, Hey, with this, we can go back to making the money we were making in the nineties and early two thousands. We just have to triple the price of the concert. But that's, but see, no, that has more to do with the record companies because Really, for the last 20, 25 years, artists have only been making money on concerts. Now the record companies are trying to get in on that action. They're, they're getting a cut of it also. The, that's what's kicking the cost of concerts up. It's not, yeah. not the artists. The artists have always relied heavily on their, on their live performance yeah. income. Now the record companies are trying to do the same thing. That's yeah. what's really kicked the price up. But, uh, and also, you've got some artists that, really, uh, that are delaying releasing any new music right now yeah. also and yeah. uh i think it's mainly just kind of fear of reduced record sales uh, yeah uh, steve the only one that i that i was looking forward to that i know has been delayed so far is uh steve wilson's solo album that was coming out it's supposed to come out i think in june he backed it up yeah. to january oh wow kicked it all the way, yeah kicked it all the way to january and i know you you could you can look at it and say look you know releasing music in the digital age is probably a relatively easy process but really you know pushing music out to these services is really uh, just a small piece of a larger process right and uh it's everything else that goes along with it you know also sales of of physical media <laughs> you die another rona over there you know no. no, i just i just had to cough it's a normal human reaction when you got a tickle in your throat i i, I think in 2020 whenever anyone coughs now around you have automatically you're like that was that Someone's, right. someone's gonna kill us all it's but, worse than uh, a gunshot you're yeah. gunshot and everyone's like huh oh, what? shooting something but someone coughs you're like oh my god where's the <laughs> but uh but yeah i think once they realize that there's a physical media market still alive out there with cds and and vinyl i think that's become a bigger piece of the marketing for a particular mm -hmm. album and now, because of the delays in shipping and delays in manufacturing, I think it also is playing a role in why they're kind of pushing off these delays, why they're yeah. delaying the uh, releases of albums. I, I, I'm sure of it, because I would assume, at least, on the, at least on the corporate side of things, because the artists are still getting pennies for their records. They always, they always have, though. Yeah. Real media, physical media sales. But I think the record companies are really going to I mean, they've seen a surge in, in income, I'm sure, and in, in profitability as yeah. a result of, of vinyl, the vinyl resurgence. So I think 
it has, and I've noticed this with certain other certain artists. There's a lot of artists that, on the day of release, it comes out CD, vinyl, and streaming. But there's uh-huh. some artists that will release it on vinyl, and then a week later release it streaming. Yeah, which to me is a, is actually a good business model, because it yeah. gives everyone an opportunity. If they're gonna go buy it, they really want it. They're gonna go buy it. Um, but if it's streaming the same day, sometimes they may go, oh, I'm not going to buy it today because I can just listen to it now. I can just listen to it now, yeah. Right. And, I, and to be honest, I'm guilty of that. I've, I've, I still have not purchased the new Pearl Jam album, which I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. Gigaton, really, yeah. Yeah, I really want it, but I haven't bought it yet because I've already been able to listen to it on streaming. If I, didn't have, yeah. if I, if I couldn't have done that on, on release day, I probably would have gone up more out of my way and gone and bought it. Yeah, I will say... That if you're listening to this and you do want to buy Gigaton, DearbornMusic.net has free shipping, so there's no reason yep. for you to not buy it and have them send it to your house. Free, yes, right. free, free domestic shipping. Yeah, and I just haven't gotten around to it, but it's I, I miss going. I miss going to I the know. store and looking at shit. Look, I've gone to I've gone to Walmart twice in the past I don't know, three weeks. And each time I go, even though they've got a bunch of shit that I would never buy. You still look through it, yeah. I still flip through the records just because I miss one of the records. <laughs> I know. I know. It's I just miss being in there and smelling the used records and yeah. looking at shit I didn't know existed, seeing what the new releases are. Because I, I be up until all this, I wouldn't go to – because I, I, I go to the Dearborn Music website. We go on, on Saturday nights on the Facebook page because they'll release a video of what they're putting out that's new used. Which they've done that like twice this week. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. But I haven't done that with with just new releases. But I've been doing it with new releases because I can't go to the store to look and see what's new released, you know? Yeah. I used to like going just to see what's new that I didn't know was coming out. Yeah. It's and I miss that. I just I miss it all. And normally normally you can listen to our first episode of the month and we kind of go over all the new a lot of the new stuff coming out right we haven't we haven't but, been doing that either so but even that i mean you, there's stuff that i mean you kind of you 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 trim the I, list you, i you i curate the, the list. list so yeah to to fit more of kind of what it's kind of general but yeah. also more in tune with kind of stuff that we think we're going to buy but there's sometimes you go there and you see stuff and you're like well shit i didn't know you know for me i like iron maiden is going to put on new album i wouldn't have known yeah. that they didn't but i'm just as an yeah. example you probably wouldn't have mentioned it. You might have, but you might not have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll yeah, go and say, there, oh, shit, there's a new Iron Maiden album now. Because there's sometimes I've made those lists, and there's a whole bunch of shit coming out for the month. And I really don't want to spend a half an hour talking about records coming out. So I kind of trim the list down and cut out some stuff that maybe I would be interested in getting. But, right. Well, and or, other, or other people might be interested in getting. And there's a lot of bands that we listen to, you and I both. Um, not necessarily the same bands, but there's a lot of bands who do side projects that you might not know about. They we could be oh, yeah. a band that you're just like, I never heard of them, but you didn't know it was like, you know, for the longest time, I didn't know Audio Slave had Chris Cornell in the band and Dave yeah. Navarro, and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who's the fuck? Who the fuck's Audio Slave? And I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, I need to listen to Audio Slave. Yeah, exactly. You know, Angels and Airwaves would be another example of maybe something you might miss if you didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it was a, mem- a former member of Blink in the band, starting the band. Or Boxcar so, Racer is another one. Yeah. Uh, Foxborough Hot Tubs, which really is just Green Day, but. Yeah. Um, under a different name. <laughs> under a different name. But still, ultimately, you wouldn't know that unless you go yeah. and looked at the, the record. There's a lot of those. I feel like that's something that's that's happened less and less over the past 10 years. Because it seemed like before then, like through the 90s, 
early 2000s it seemed like everyone like all the major bands had some kind of side project they did Mm -hmm. because they weren't releasing music or going on tour every year with their primary band you know there'd be a couple year hiatus in between tours or whatever so they'd work on up on their main band sorry i didn't mean to hit the microphone there they I've done work, times too. work on their main project and you know they also have like a side project they're working on and mm-hmm. a lot of the fans of those bands maybe necessarily wouldn't know about those side projects right but I, I don't really think that that kind of stuff really you know the uh you know the the guys from panic of the disco aren't doing a side project you know no something like but that. you never know like i said it's there's times where you go to the record store and something catches your eye and you pick it up and you're like, Oh shit, that's yeah. them, you know, and, or that's yeah. that person. And you just, you don't get that if you can't go and just look around. Yeah. The, uh, I will say real quick that I, I saw something interesting in the last couple of days that said that for the month of March streaming was actually down 7.6%, which is interesting. Which is very strange. Yeah, it is because you figure people are at home. So maybe is that maybe, music streaming. Or just the overall music, streaming? Music streaming. Well, I guess, honestly, it does kind of make sense because people are going to be streaming music more when they're out and about rather Maybe. than when they're at home. When they're at home, they're going to stream movies because yeah. it's got to be something that appeals to to the the whole family rather than just individual. Yeah. You know, and you're driving in your car or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. And they said that uh, physical media sales are actually down 6% also. And they're actually expecting that to go a lot lower right. because of the the issues with shipping vinyl and, and CDs. Right. Well, and those of us who buy, who do buy used records as a result of the, of the quarantine, even beyond that, there's going to be a lot of stores that aren't going to be buying used records from the public. No. So there's going to be a shortage of, of stuff coming in that, you know, rare gems that are used, but in good condition that we're just not going to be able to have, which theoretically could keep people home. Yeah. rather than going to the store because they're going to go well i just i saw everything they got already and there's yeah, nothing yeah. new um yeah i don't know man. it's yeah. uh it's it's definitely de- it's definitely been a a big adjustment for i think the record industry yeah. well in, everybody in, in, in general overall yeah. yeah obviously obviously overall but i think it's a lot of people when they talk about you know the impact on on the small businesses i think the record stores are, i think something that i think that a lot of people it's not in their it's not in their conscience. Right. Well, it's not. And I think, you know, a small mom and pop grocery store might have a better chance of recovering than a small mom and pop record store. Yeah. You know, just because the, it's, it's a, like I was saying, it's, it's a knife edge type of industry anyway. Yeah. So. No, the, I, the one interesting thing I can't say, and I, the artists are trying to find different ways to make money. Mm-hmm. And, a lot of the artists, a lot of the more popular artists have gone to, instead of releasing new music, they're actually doing these live streams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a, you can go to a lot of major artists out there, go on their social media accounts. And, you know, a lot of them, like I said, are, are doing these weekly, um, these weekly live events just to kind of bring people in. Right. Keep, keep stay, re- stay relevant. Yeah, stay relevant. Um, and, and I noticed a few of them are doing like, contests and stuff for like oh alice cooper he wrote and recorded a new song and he's inviting people to videotape themselves to make a, a lyric video holding the lyrics oh, really? and costume and everything and uh, i think he might even be raising money for something but it's supposed to release on may 15th the, the, oh, that's the cool. new song it's called don't give up i'm excited about that just anytime i can get a new alice cooper song is, is awesome and uh 
but yeah, there's a lot of artists, Ian Anderson and Leslie Mandoki. They've worked together. Leslie Mandoki is a German, I think, German producer and musician. Yeah. Um, he, they released a song called uh, Thank You, just Thank You. And it's, you know, thanking the people. Uh, and they released that, um, you know, like you said, it's just a lot of, even, even artists that are lesser known, we'll say, yeah. are still are, are out there doing even if it's just for charity or just, uh, you know, like you said, just, uh, just be out stay there. relevant. Yeah. Stay relevant. Yeah. I, I <clears> think the, that, uh, that was a charity thing too, to raise money. So. I'm interested to see how this kind of goes for, goes over like the next decade. And, you know, I'm thinking that there's a possibility that one of the positives that kind of come out of this whole pandemic is you know, sales of musical instruments have skyrocketed over the last four to six weeks and it's yeah. primarily like acoustic guitars. Hey, I'm, I, I bought two guitars in the past like week. So, I mean, I got have to include myself in that category, but, um, well, so I'm I, I, ho- I have one that I was, my dad had given me about six months ago, six, seven months ago. That's been, it has, you know, in its case. And I, I, I broke it out. I pulled it out. And, yeah. But uh, the article I was reading that was talking about this said that a lot of the a lot of the people that are buying musical instruments are what they consider musical beginners. Right. So I'm um, I'm kind of hoping over the next couple of years that we start seeing bands kind of come out that were formed over this time the, this period of time of you know people that are like you know just a, a group of kids that were tired of playing Xbox all day long so they you know started a band and create this you know uh, this music revival or something right the next nirvana or the next led zeppelin or whatever yeah exactly and i musical musical renaissance but i was also thinking in in, along those same lines as a result of these artists had now not being able to go out and perform they're kind of stuck at home there could be uh, a blossoming of just new good stuff from older artists yeah that'd be nice you know there's 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 no shortage of things to draw inspiration from but they're stuck at home and have nothing else to do they can say you know sit down and record something in their home studio or you know they're writing stuff and sometimes you know if they they weren't planning on writing any albums this year but now they have they have nothing else to do so they might put out they've got the time to do it they've got the time to do it it won't be rushed and you know who knows they're yeah i agree with you i think in some level this not even music but the whole art industry the whole entertainment art entertainment industry could benefit a little bit from this just a little bit and that's in kind of giving because we've been forced to be isolated and and shut down Mm -hmm. everyone's been able to like stop and just kind of take a step back and maybe maybe reevaluate things they're doing um improve some of the things they've already done that haven't been released yet give them time to really look at stuff Mm -hmm. so i mean they're they're this if there is a bright side to this and there really isn't many, um, this, no, this might be a, this might be a little, just a little yeah. glimmer of a bright side, but you're yeah. already seeing, there's already been a boom in, in independent, uh, independent artists releasing music through sites like SoundCloud and uh sound drop or two of them. You can kind of go on and because mm-hmm. any, anyone can record anything and post it to those sites. So you're definitely seeing a, an increase already in those, kind of independent yeah. musicians that, are, that found a way to get their music out there. Cause like I said, they're just sitting at home, not doing anything. They're bored in the house, in the house board. Yeah. So my, yeah. if you want to reference TikTok. Oh yeah. 
Well, TikTok's hey, the devil. TikTok <laughs> well, that, is the devil. That, haven't you seen any of those? Bored in the house and I'm in the house bored videos? Um, I think 90% of the videos on there are that. Even if they're not saying <laughs> it, that's what they are. Um, yeah, that's what I just I just recently, for the audience, I just recently downloaded TikTok. Now, this was after weeks and weeks of me saying, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to do this. I don't yeah. have any interest in this. But finally, I'm stuck with this guy at work in a, one of our, our workstations for four hours. And it was a, it was it happened to be a slow night. And he's on his phone. Well, first off, Ian. Well, go ahead. Oh, uh, no. I was going to no, say, no. And, and all I hear is him cracking up laughing next to me. And I'm like, what are you, what are you looking at? This is and, this is and after, he starts showing me. This is after Ian told me that there's nothing funny on TikTok. So I'm well, like, no, you know, no, I'm this not, is before. This is before. Was it? I, hadn't, okay. I wasn't on TikTok yet. So anyway, so I'm watching. I'm like, all right, fine, fuck it, I will download this. And I download it, and because I'm new to it, it doesn't have a has an algorithm to me into its system. Yeah. It's not really just showing me random stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is none of this is as funny. Yeah, as Ian, Ian's like, me. Ian's like, oh, they're showing me his animal videos. I'm like, well, you yeah, gotta watch it for a while. You gotta. So you got to kind of go through and like some different videos to kind of figure out what you like. And then this goofy bastard texted me a couple nights ago and he's like, yeah, I spent three hours on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Was, it's the fucking it's, devil. It's, it's real easy to do, man. <laughs> it is the time eater. It's um, uh, there's been a couple of times I'll go to bed at night and me and I'll just, just pass TikTok videos back and forth to each other for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be hard. There was, uh, that night actually because i work nights i work midnight so when i'm not at work and i kind of have to shift back to a day schedule my sleep's weird so i'll sleep for a couple hours and i'll be up for a couple hours well i got up to take a piss came back to my bed and i'm just i grabbed my phone and i went to tiktok and i'm scrolling through and that was the night where it was three hours but three hours on the damn thing but that happens all the time i mean before it would be you know i go i could scroll through facebook but it would never be three hours it would be yeah. 15, 20 minutes, I'd be like, oh, okay, Instagram, okay, 15, 20 minutes. Maybe watch a few YouTube videos and I go back to sleep. Yeah. But no, no, TikTok, I'm on there <laughs> fucking scrolling for three fucking hours. My phone was charged when I started. It was 5% when I turned it off. <laughs> That's and I probably wouldn't have turned it off if my phone hadn't started screaming at me that the battery was almost dead. <laughs> yeah, Facebook is one of those things where, I mean, I, I don't use it as much anymore right. yeah, I've, as I've I used to. And it's it's. It it's one of those things where you kind of scroll through and I kind of read, you know, what's going on or whatever. And then I get sucked into some comment section on some ridiculous fucking post. I was going to ask finally, you about that. Cause it's, there's one that's music related, I think. Right. Oh yeah. You know, I, I was going to mention it, but I, <laughs> I, I actually forgot all about it. So I'm a, I've been a big blink one, a two fan for mm -hmm. uh dude ranch came out in 97. So it was like right around that time is when I kind of got into yeah. them. And ever since then, they've been one of my favorite bands. And so I'm, I'm, I'm part of this really big fan group page on Facebook. And one of the founding members of Blink-182 left the band after the album came out in 2003, came back, made an album in 2011, and then left the band again. After the album in 2011, they replaced him with Matt Skiba, who was the lead singer of Alkaline Trio. So there's a this like big hatred in the blink 182 community about matt skiba and their last two albums that he was on so the california and then nine which just came out last year mm -hmm. and uh so i had made a comment on this page about how i felt that nine was one of blink 182's best albums 
So I, I think I said it was like third or fourth. Okay. And uh, and I got it, it turned I liked into it for the record too. Yeah, it turned into a solid two-hour back and forth argument between me and like five people on this fucking page. And it kind of brought me back to a couple episodes ago when we were talking about toxic fandom. Mm-hmm. because it's toxic fandom exactly, it's in a exactly different if, in a different angle because it's like these people have their have this great love and and respect and admiration for old blink 182 mm-hmm. which i understand they had some good music but the band grew up evolved had different kind of music got away from more of the kind of sophomore humor that their first couple albums had and became kind of a different band. Evolved, which broke up. All, they, all they good broke bands up. should do. All good and, bands but, should do that. And a lot of bands over the years, especially bands that have been around for 20 plus years, they lose members. It happens. Um, and you kind of have to roll with it and kind of see it as what it is. It's just a different form of that same band that you've loved for 20 years. And I, I just, it got to the point where people were telling me, well, you don't know jack shit about music. And I'm like, look, buddy, look, I'm looking at your profile picture. It looks like you're 22 years old. I probably have forgotten more about music than you've ever fucking known in your goddamn life. So don't fucking don't, don't, don't get in a damn music argument with me, jackass. At the very least, your, your exposure to music is already 20 years far, 20 years more advanced than than theirs, whether you know anything about music or not. Those were the kind of comments. Like there was one guy, he's like, oh, well, you know, nine sounds like something my 12 year old nephew or my 12 year old niece would listen to. Right. And I'm like, I, I, so I messaged him back and I'm like, well, that's a nonsensical argument first off, because never mind came out when I was 12 and I was listening to that age, the age you are has nothing to do with the quality of music you listen to. Never right. mind is one of the, you know, argue, I guess not argue, but it's unanimously one of the best Great rock albums of all time of the last 30 years for yeah. sure it's it's so, on every top 100 list every yeah. one of them and so you can't tell me oh well it sounds like something my 12 year old niece would listen to because hey that whatever your 12, I mean, that could be, your 12 year old be, niece might have taste she might have some good taste yeah i know but uh, right. it was just one of those things that really fucking irritated the shit out of me and it's like and that that's kind of what i stay try to stay away from on facebook i see so much shit on there that i multiple times a day i'm like i should really correct this person <laughs> knowing oh, that it's too. just my it, it just, it's just my opinion and i shouldn't i i don't really need to put it out there so i end up like just closing the app and that's when i found i guess probably a year or two back is kind of when i stumbled into instagram and that's probably what drove me to a site like that because like I can flip through pictures of records for hours on end, which, right, basically, right. which basically what all my Instagram feed is. But, it, you know, and, and now it's the same thing with TikTok. It's like you can go on there and just kind of – just it's a form of entertainment. You're just kind of enjoying what's going on, and you're not inundated with a bunch of hatred and bullshit and political garbage that you don't well, want to listen it, to. It's there, but it, you're, you're scrolling through, and it's not specifically or necessarily anybody that you know too. So you can just, eh, fuck it. I don't know this fucking person. They can have their own views and just keep going. Yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, a million other things that are there. For the most part, I think it's just people having fun. That's, yeah, I that's, think that's, that's what it is. why it's kind of grabbed me. It's yeah. just the mainly younger people. Um, so not Ian. Not Ian, not the old me. bastard. <laughs> not you either, my friend. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, I can still TikTok. 
I'm TikToking, but well, we'll see if you make a TikTok video. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that, then we'll see. But I won't. But then um, it's just fun. It's just it's just people having fun. Yeah, that's and all. I, that's all I, it is. And I think, and that's it. I don't know what it was like before the quarantine, but I can tell you at the very least, there's a lot of quarantine videos that are fucking funny as shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's absolutely. It, I don't know. I, I'm just. It's it's sad because I don't. I don't need something to eat up my time like that. It's just mindless. <laughs> three, three, three hours of your time. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's something that now I can go to like on my, my breaks at work and not have to worry about. Cause I, there were a lot of times I go on break and I'd scroll through Facebook or whatever. And I'd be like, fuck, I'm pissed off now. Yeah, exactly. And now, and now I, I can just laugh for a few times. It's actually like actually harder to leave my breaks. Cause it's like, yeah. <laughs> but that's but that's the other thing like i've been at work before and it's like there's been a couple of times where i kind of ran out of time on a you know sunday night and i didn't have time to post any of the social media stuff for the podcast mm-hmm. so i'll do it at work i've done it at work right. before and it's like eh, i don't want to pull up my facebook feed and have like somebody walking up behind me and like see thoughts on my facebook page and then get all offended about something and then right. that turn into a fucking conversation with TikTok, You ain't got to worry about that. Cause there's not all that garbage on there. It's just people being goofy. Right. Well, it's not really, some of a lot of it's not really work appropriate as far as language. Goes, <laughs> yeah, that's it. true. I always have to make sure my finger, my fingers over the volume button so I can turn it down real quick. Yeah. But uh, to be, to be completely honest, there's a lot of things Nick says that are probably not work appropriate at work. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those weird, it's like a mystery. It's uh Every every time you work with Nick at work, you're you know uh, inter, interacting with Nick at work. For me, at least two or three times in a conversation, my mind will go, "How has he not been called into HR yet? <laughs> how is he still how is avoid? This, how is this not? How yeah? How are they not easy. coming after him? It's real easy because I'm just so damn sexy. That's all it is, man. <laughs> Come on." hey there's every there's there's there should be multiple points during the day where you sit back and kind of say to yourself damn i shouldn't have said that (laughs) oh oh there is but generally speaking um it's it's nowhere near as bad as the stuff that you say and you don't think that at least i I do don't don't think i do do. i do there's been a couple of times i'm like yeah, that might well, that, might, that uh, might come back and bite me in the ass, but never it hasn't so. Far, I mean, so. and to be fair, it has so, before in other jobs, but right. You know. And to be fair, a lot of times, um, a lot of the employees we work with are, are pretty good humored. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, specifically, th- some of the younger younger women, they 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 have a good sense of humor. I think you have to to deal with a lot of the stuff we deal with. On well, a daily we work basis. with a lot that don't have a good sense of humor, and if they heard what you said. Even to somebody else, they'd be like, yeah. "I'm calling the boss." Yeah, I you know, I. But, for the most part, I know my audience. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's and that I guess that's the key. But I, I'm honestly when when I work with when I work with you, even if it was just you and me talking, I'm just like, oh my god, how did he? Why did he say that? <laughs> how, how many f bombs? Because Nick Nick's voice carries too. Yeah, how I got many f bombs can he? How many f bombs can he say before somebody hears him and says, yeah, you know? I've had somebody say something to me about my language before but uh yeah but it was somebody who has who's good humored and would just say you know, oh yeah oh yeah absolutely it uh i don't know anyway i like I having a good, I, I like having a good time when i work i try to keep it lighthearted and 
you know, I, I agree. I, I like I it create, too. I try to create an enjoyable work environment. I like it too. And I believe me, I understand. I, I, and I, I'm sure I can tell you my old job, I was worse than you are here. Oh yeah. But what I can say is something I learned a long time ago, Ian, and that's, you could pretty much, you could almost say whatever you want to say to somebody, just as long as you have a smile on your face when you say it. I mean, I can call you a cocksucking bastard, but I got a smile on my face when I say it. Oh, so thanks, man. So I kind of, <laughs> <laughs> so of you're smiling. You so you you said it. You said it <laughs> yeah, nicely. I did. I did. See, yeah. but there's. I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of true though. It's like if you say something with a smile on your face to kind of disarm somebody, they obviously know I'm not being malicious when I say things to them. No, no, nothing. Like you've when, ever so, said I've when, ever... when somebody asks me for something and I tell them, no, right. I do it anyway. They know I'm going to do I'm going to do it, but you know, I'm just having fun with it. Yeah. Well, when I, you and I are working together and you say, no, I usually do it. Cause I'm a nice yeah, guy. That's true. <laughs> I just do it. I'm like, no, Nick, don't be a dick. <laughs> which is like asking the water not to be wet so and then know. and then when you say that the other person that's standing there kind of laughs about it and then we kind of all have a fun time exactly yep plus i but think anyway, you're man, all just used to you being an asshole which i am too so it's like hey man it's uh i've said it for a long time man i just as long as i can admit it and you can accept it that's all that matters well, we've been friends a long time. I guess <laughs> i guess i've accepted it hey hey i put look look at it this way ian We've been friends longer than the internet's existed. That is true. And we, to be fair, we've been friends longer than a good percentage of our coworkers have been alive. That's true. That's even scarier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, that's all I got, man. Do you want anything else before I end the show? No, no, I I was going to bring up the, uh, the blank conversation, but that worked into the conversation very well. So the what? The blink, the blink argument you were having with, uh, I was going to bring that up. I was oh, yeah, planning yeah. on bringing that up anyway. Yeah, so. because I forgot all about it. But even yeah. though I was really all pissed off about it, I think I, t- I was texting you about it. Wasn't you I? were texting me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was fucking cocksucker bastard. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. um, I, I kind of leave it off as saying this. You know, if you, like I said before, if you're a, a, a record collector, if you're a vinyl collector, somebody that enjoys physical media, go out there. Uh, and support your your local music shops and kind of and and help them through this this pandemic right. make sure if you, help them make sure that they're able to come through this and uh have a long sustainable future absolutely and if you don't have any record stores near you check out the links below because we're going to put some links into some of our local places that will ship to you at yeah. least as long as you're in the u.s i don't know if they do international no no they're not i know I know Dearborn Music does ship internationally, I believe, but they've got okay. free do, free domestic shipping right now. So, so yeah, there you go. If you're, if you're in the in, continental United States, you can get ship free shipping. Yep. yep. So, there you go. But uh, any any questions or comments, you can email us at contact at lifeandjoypodcast dot com. Check us out on Twitter at lig pod. We're on Facebook, uh, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, just about everywhere else. YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, oh, that's click true. the like button and yeah. subscribe. Absolutely. Give so. us a like down below. Isn't that what yeah. they do in the videos? Yeah. Down below. Yeah. Give us down a below. like. Give yeah. us a like. Click, click the subscribe button. Click the notification button. All that stuff. Click all that stuff. Except for the down. Don't, don't do that. Double click it. Wait. Double click. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, 
and leave comments leave comments we'd love to hear them so yeah yeah maybe ian will get something to respond to i'd love to some some hate hate comments ian likes hate bring it on bring it on (laughs) again we've been friends a long time i must be a glutton for punishment (laughs) all right man well until next time talk to y'all later peace My role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you some cobras, you wanna hang? Shoulder to shoulder, them niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for the fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub. Hoping you get you some. This here like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Know they see the sign. That's some dollar sign. Know they sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell get well soon. Tell get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out.